everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter and the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash Welcome to the Tudor Dixon podcast. There is a lot going on these days, whether we are watching from a global perspective or nationally, things are just really a mess. But Congress is a special type of mess right now. Republicans can't unite on a speaker. Democrats have members demanding allegiance to Hamas. And one Congresswoman, well, she treats her staff so poorly. They actually rebelled and taped her and then leaked the audio so we could all experience the ugly side of being a staffer in Washington, D.C. And you thought carjackings were the worst part, but turns out it's just the working for certain Congress people. I have Rob Finnerty here, the host of Wake Up America on Newsmax to break it all down. Rob, welcome back. Good to see you. How are you? I'm good. It is good to see you, too. Too bad we do have all of these crazy things happening. So I just want our audience to know we are recording this on Tuesday. And I say that because everything is happening so fast in the House, or <laughs> maybe I should rephrase that and say so slow. But they, things are happening. It's just not moving forward. So potentially by the time you hear this on Wednesday, maybe there's a speaker. I'm not holding my breath, though. What do you think, Rob? Um, I think we have a speaker before the end of the day today. Uh, you do. It seems like I do. I do. I actually I said that on the air this morning. So no one had any idea this was going to take 20 days for the House to figure this out. I don't think any of the eight rebels, so-called rebels, thought this was going to take this long. Right now, it's between, I think, Mike Johnson of Louisiana and then Tom Emmer, who's the majority whip in the House. And I think, although I would prefer personally Mike Johnson, um, I think Tom Emmer's going to be the guy ultimately that that pulls this off. And it's too bad because if that was going to be the case, they probably could have done that 20 days ago. They went through mm -hmm. Steve Scalise. They went through Jim Jordan. Um, Mike Johnson is not somebody that's got any issues with Donald Trump. And if Donald Trump's the nominee, if he becomes president in 2024, I don't know how well Emmer and he will work together. But but it seems like that's the way this is trending right now. Yes, he is now he's been voted through on the secret ballot. They did a roll call vote and they have more people voting against him than Jim Jordan had. So I just 
how do you think they get there? Because we have these people that I think just continue to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to play by the rules of the party. And then they don't. And I think the frustrating part for people who understand how government works is that you can break it. I mean, this is a system that you can break. It is the most effective and the most uh, well-functioning government in the entire world. It benefits the people better than any anyone else. But we don't want to be the first generation to break it, do we? No. Um, and, and I think it's important. Uh, you know, I was not a fan initially of getting rid of Kevin McCarthy just because I think there's a lot on the line right now. And, and this happened... This was before October 7th. So this happened before everything in Israel, right. um, you know, two and a half weeks ago. And at that time, I, I thought to myself, this is probably not the best thing for Republicans heading into an election year. And now we're almost a year to the day away from Election Day. Uh, Kevin McCarthy agreed to this rule. Matt Gates, uh, Nancy May, so on and so forth. Everyone that gives them a hard time. Look, they just paired up with 202 Democrats. And, and Kevin McCarthy, I'm sorry, but we went through that five day. I think it was that I think it was 15 rounds back in January that that slugfest to get him the gavel in the first place. His hold on the speakership was tenuous at best. Um, and, and he made a bad deal. And it, it, the, the chickens came home to roost. And here we are nine months later without a speaker. So I wasn't a fan. But now looking at this process unfold, I, I don't think anyone thought it was going to take three weeks. I think the House has hit sort of a fulcrum point. And they all realize that, all right, on November 17th, the government could shut down. Um, Joe Biden wants to spend $105 billion in a massive too-big-to-fail package that includes, I think, Taiwan, the border, Israel, Tudor Dixon's roof repairs, uh, and also another $60 billion for, for Ukraine. So they know they have to address that. So I really, honestly, I think by the time everyone listens to this Wednesday, we have a Speaker of the House. I hope so. I was also, I was in the same boat as you with Kevin McCarthy. And I think a lot of people, I mean, especially I know a lot of folks in the grassroots movement that are on Matt Gates' side, they wanted Kevin McCarthy out. And I understand that there's that feeling that you needed somebody that was speaking for the voice of the people. And I think that there needs to be a little discussion. And, and we really don't ever get into this on the news because there's not enough time to get into this on the news. But you have... 435 members of Congress, and you have more than half of those are Republicans. Not every Republican comes from a strong red district. And the fact of the matter is that whether you are from that district or not, you have to be respectful of your colleagues because you want them back in the House. I mean, we want more Republicans than Democrats. And I know that that Sometimes people go, well, that's not everything I want, but this system of government is compromised and we have to make sure we're looking out for all of us and getting back in because you only have power in the majority. Isn't that right? Yeah. And I think Republicans have a great chance of holding on to the majority in 2024. I think this is a blip on the radar. Uh, tragically, what happened in Israel gave Republicans cover. Uh, and this is no, this hasn't been a front page story. I finally, I saw this weekend, all of a sudden, CNN MSNBC, they were back to criticizing Republicans for not having a speaker in place. But I think for about two weeks, Republicans kind of had cover. Uh, again, unfortunately, given what we saw play out in Israel. Um, and no, no one wants to see this happen. But we've got 18 Republicans serving in districts that Biden won. But there's also a slew of Democrats that are serving in districts that Donald Trump won in not only in 2020, but also in 2016. So that goes both ways. And I think given everything, Joe Biden's approval rating, uh, the numbers, CNBC had a poll last Thursday, 
He's at 38%. And, and Tudor, we've talked about this before, but 38% basically as low as you can go if you're a major party nominee or candidate because you've got a baked in base. Donald Trump's got the same thing right now. He's the leading candidate for the Republican nomination. Until that changes, that 35 to 40% is his for the taking. And it's the same thing with, with Joe Biden at 38%. Yeah, it's still a weird election when you have all of the things that you have going on with the Bidens behind the scene, with Donald Trump behind the scenes. I mean, we're seeing him in these hearings. We're seeing people plead guilty in Georgia to election interference. This is this is going to be a very messy election. But I think that Honestly, October 7th, what happened in Israel is going to be very interesting in how that plays out over the next year. Obviously, we're going to be watching what's going on in in the Middle East and how involved we're going to get. We hear Antony Blinken coming out just in the press conference, which will be yesterday now. Um, that press conference, he, that was the hardest we've heard them talk about Iran yet. He, he came out and he said, look, we don't want a war. But if you press us, if you go after Israel, we will come after you. And those are pretty strong words. That's, I believe that's the strongest we've heard the Biden administration. And I think it's going to have to be from someone other than Joe Biden, because Joe Biden is so confused on the world stage. Every time he goes out, I mean, he, they ask him about a ceasefire and he kind of yells from the as he's walking out of the room. Yeah, I'd like one. Oh, no, wait a minute. I only want one if we get the hostages back. It's like, this is not the message. But the clear message from Antony Blinken was, if you attack Israel, we go after you. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I, so first of all, about the, the being worried about Joe Biden, that's such a good point. Uh, and I think now, so this is day 17 since October 17th. Uh, I think people are finally now starting to process what happened. And then on the other side of that, looking at us, we are evacuating embassies across the Middle East. I, why not reinforce those embassies? What message mm -hmm. does that send? Um, not only do we have a carrier fleet times two in the Eastern Mediterranean, we're sending one into the Persian Gulf. China is doing the exact same thing. Um, that shouldn't make anybody comfortable. I think that leaves too much room for you know, some miscalculation that could lead us into World War II. And we've been sleepwalking World War III, and we've been sleepwalking into World War III since Joe Biden took office in January 2021. To your point, though, I'm glad we're finally to I don't think Joe Biden is capable of handling what's going on, not only in, in Ukraine, but in the Middle East. What if he gets a phone call, like the World War III phone call that comes at three o'clock in the morning. Is he capable of, of addressing that situation? If that were to happen, I hope it doesn't. Of course, we all hope it doesn't. But is he the guy you want um, taking that that call and making? I'm sure the answer is no. And look, elections have consequences. But Democrats, I, even their worst nightmares, I don't think that they envisioned where we are right now um, taking place. Tudor, Joe Biden takes office. Seven months later, Kabul falls. After that, Russia invades Ukraine. Two and a half years later, there's a war in Israel. Um, China has got really consequential elections in January. Then after that, I think Taiwan could fall next. Do you think that China's going to sit around and wait for a Republican to take over in the Oval Office? No way. They're going to do it while Joe Biden is still in the Oval Office because they know he's vulnerable. They know that they, now is the time to take advantage of a weak American president. Absolutely. They were waiting for this. I totally agree with you. And honestly, you, you talk about whether he's ready for that phone call. I was nervous when he got on that plane to go to Israel, because in my mind, I thought, you know, if the Secret Service have to push him down and protect him, 
aren't you worried about him being too frail to even do that to? I mean, this guy, you can't get him to run. He can't get out of the way in time. There's just, there is no youth to him. And I'm not saying that age has to be a factor, but at some point we just have to be realistic that this is not somebody who can go with the flow in times like this. But then, I mean, I have to say on the flip side of that, we are looking at a Republican candidate that is age wise, nearly the same age. And so I, and I know that people are like, wow, it's a totally different situation. But I think that there are some people who are saying, do we need someone young in office right now as we're going into what looks like it could tip off World War Three? And we've seen a lot of a lot of generals come out and say this. We're not close to that yet. Don't talk about this. And I feel I feel confident that there is an amount of pause to take on that comment right now, because I do think that we have to say, well, wait a minute. We're just at the beginning of this. Let's not freak everybody out. But when you step back and you see what's happening on American soil, when I talked about the congressmen and women who are out there saying stand with Palestine, which I really say, if you are out there saying that right now, you really mean stand with Hamas because Israel didn't come out and attack the Palestinians. They were trying to live with the Palestinians. They have always been trying to broker peace. They have the Iron Dome. That was Obviously, they breached the Iron Dome. They went in and they committed horrific atrocities. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, 
ownership and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. If we come out right now and talk about World War III, while we have a nation so divided on this, and you actually have, I think it was 18 congressmen who signed this letter saying we need to stand with Palestine. Where are we? What happens on our, on our soil? 18, by the way, is that the number? That's, that was what I heard yesterday, yeah. I mean, that's just... That's, that's, that's what that, AOC said. We'll see. I don't just, know. That's Maybe. just disturbing. Well, she's not one of the brilliant minds, but, but <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised. By the way, so I'm writing an op-ed right now for Newsmax.com, and it's about that issue. I, for the last couple of years, I've said, fine, age, it's not a chronological thing. Um, Joe Biden's 80, you're right. Trump's 77. Uh, I, I actually think, a, I think it is a chronological thing. My dad is 80. Um, and, and we've had this conversation. My dad's got all his marbles. All right. But I, I don't even like my dad watching my kids. OK, not that he's not totally capable, but I've got a seven and a four year old and they're maniacs. Um, but I right. wouldn't. Would you trust Joe Biden to deliver the mail? No, you wouldn't. Well, you he's would on not. the beach in the middle um, of this. And we're all just yeah. supposed to be like, how cute. They're holding hands. I'm like, Look screw you. Get back to the White House, dude. Seriously. I, I think it's a cro- I mean, I, yes, I, I think it's time for younger male or female to be in the Oval Office. I, I, I truly do believe that. And I think the rest of the world, what you're seeing right now, I, I mean, this is certainly hasn't happened in our lifetimes. Um, didn't happen even in Israel in 2014 with the last major conflict there. Um and what was the what was the second thing we were talking about? I was on a roll there. It's <laughs> oh, uh, it, late for the, me too. Standing with Palestine, wonderful. Which uh, I say is standing with Hamas. Let's be clear. So, the issue with that, it, and you mentioned the word ceasefire earlier. How many times have you heard ceasefire since October seventh? Like countless, right? Every day yes. on the news, yes. ceasefire, ceasefire. How many times have you heard ceasefire as it relates to Ukraine? Right. That's interesting. Right. Or, or hmm. peace talks or negotiated peace or any variation of ceasefire. 21 months and counting. The New York Times had the numbers, hundreds of thousands dead and injured on both sides. The carnage there. I mean, it, 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 it is as bad it, on the same level as what we've seen um, in Israel. I, it, it's, it's unbelievable how many people have, have died or have been wounded on the battlefield or innocent civilians in Ukraine. And we never hear ceasefire. What's that all about? What? $60 billion? We finally looked into it. All right. So since the late 1940s, the US has given Israel something like $150 billion total. We've almost given that to Ukraine in 21 months. And if we do give them this $60 billion as a part of that $105 billion spending package that Joe Biden's calling for, we will have surpassed what we've given Israel in 80 years, which is pretty that unbelievable. Is crazy. Yeah. Well, and, you know, we had some folks a few weekends ago, we were at an event in Indiana and and these folks said, tell us why you think that Ukraine is any different than Israel. And I was there with Buck Sexton. Obviously, he is much more qualified to talk on this subject than I am. But we both kind of made the same point. 
in Ukraine, you have Putin who is invading Ukraine because he wants that land. The difference is he actually wants the Ukrainians to live there and be a part of Russia, right? He wants them to pledge allegiance to him, but he wants them to live. Mm. In Israel, the Palestinians or Hamas, they want to go in and they want to kill the Jews. This is about killing Jews. And anybody who says says that that's not what this is, that is 100% what this is. And when you hear people say, from the river to the sea, what does that mean? It means wipe out the Jewish people. I mean, and the fact that we have young people on college campuses saying this, and they learn it from professors. And you've got professors who are Jewish who are out there on the front lawn of their universities begging people not to do this. And you've got these Hamas sympathizers who are also professors who are out there telling people they're oppressors. And this, you know, the interesting part about that is it really started with the DEI movement in K through 12 because they started with this idea of oppression and you can't have these colonizers in your taking over different territories. And I mean, it's all a lie when it comes to Israel. Yeah. On Monday morning, the um, Israeli military gave select members of the media access to something like 43 minutes of unedited footage from what we saw play out on October the 7th. And and our correspondent was in the room and came on with us at 6.30 in the morning. Uh, They're seven hours ahead of us. So it was, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon, almost there. And he started crying. And Mm. and his name's Daniel Cohen. Uh, And I've, I've known him for a few years now. He's always, you know, the consummate professional. He's a father of three. And, and he started crying on the air and a hit that was scheduled to last two minutes lasted for almost 10. Uh, and it was, I mean, it was difficult to get through what he saw. He, he had a tough time describing Tudor what he saw, even just trying to sanitize it for our audience at home. It was that bad. This is not, you're right. Um, Vladimir Putin wants the Donbass region and he wants access to the Black Sea. He probably wants all of Ukraine but he does want the people that are there now to continue living there um, and be incorporated into Russia. What we saw October 7th and what we've seen as long as we've had this two-state not solution is they want the complete eradication of the Jewish people um, and what we're seeing on college campuses. That's not the stuff that people were protesting when I went to college. No. And it wasn't that that long ago. I know. I know. I it, Mine was a little longer, but and nobody did that. I mean, No, it, it wasn't. No, it, it was, wasn't. It was not... <laughs> But it wasn't like this. And and I don't remember professors trying to put their ideology on us. I mean, it was really about learning. I actually, unless I was completely naive to it, I just don't remember it happening. But I think it's so prevalent. A new poll just came out and showed that they were asking if people felt that this Hamas attack, so the the 10-7 attack was justified. And people in the age range of 55 to 64, 89% of them said, no, it was not justified. But hmm. if you go to 18 to 24, only 51% said it's not justified. So almost half wow. thought that it was okay to go in and do the things. You you said sanitize, that he came on, on your show, your correspondent, Mr. Cohen, came on your show, and he had to sanitize it for TV because the, the attack was so horrific that even telling what he saw is not allowed on network TV. So imagine that these young adults are out there, half of them saying, yeah, I think it was justified. How could you feel that way? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's shocking. And we saw, I, I don't know if you saw this from the New York Times. 
So a week ago, it was last Wednesday, uh, we heard this, it was overnight. So we came into uh, the newsroom, we had a meeting before the show, and, and we just, we knew we had to be cautious about this hospital attack uh, in Gaza. And I just said, look, this is, that that's, it's total BS. CNN, the New York Times, um, MSNBC, they were already on the air, their early, 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 whatever program they call that. And they were, they were, the message was, Hamas told us basically, Hamas, all right, that would be like after 9-11, Al-Qaeda told us X, okay? Hamas told us this was, uh, this came from Israel. This was a rocket that was targeted toward this hospital. They were going for a Hamas military location, but instead they missed a hospital and that 500 died. The New York Times apologized yesterday. Did you see this apology, by the way? It's like, no, a 15, I actually did not see this. It's the New York Times. They're, they're, they tried to apologize. It's like 15 paragraphs. They never actually say, we're sorry we got it wrong. We at 6.30 a.m. right on the news went, listen, no, this is, we believe this is Hamas. We don't have it verified. We're going to work our, we're going to work all day to get that verified. But I have a tough time thinking that this was, this was Israel. Uh, the New York Times apologized. And at the very end, they said, you know, they wouldn't let us go in and actually inspect the, the hospital site itself. So there's no way to completely verify and rule out that this was um, a, a rocket from from Israel. So even in their apology, they still left the door open to to maybe this being Israel and not Hamas, which is just it is so mind blowing. And it's really, really sad that this is where we are less than three weeks after the most tragic terrorist attack we've seen in Israel in a long time, actually ever. I mean, if you think about after I was thinking about this this morning, I don't know why, but I was thinking, gosh, if we had social media after 9-11, imagine the number of people who would come out and say, this was the American government that did this. And right. this was all a conspiracy and all of those people that would have come out and you would have had this people torn in half going instead of the coming together that we had after 9-11, you would have seen this. And I, I look at this and I just, my advice to people is don't listen to any of the influencers out there. I mean, and I include myself in that I'm not an expert in war. I, I have my opinion on certainly what I think that we need to, what, what, I mean, we don't support terrorism. We need to support Israel. We, they are one of our allies. They are a key ally in that region. And I think that that's something that people don't understand. You have to have someone on your side in that region of the world. But we have all of these social media influencers that are going out and they are you know, Monday morning quarterbacking everything that happens in this war. And I'm mm. like, yeah, I'm sorry, you are 25 and you've been in front of a, pod, a podcast mic your whole life. What do yeah. you know about a war? Yeah, yeah. Well, take your information from generals, from people who have lived this. When they come out and they say, don't take... Don't immediately think that we're going into World War III, but we have to be aware. I mean, like I said, what Blinken said today, this is the Secretary of State coming out and for the first time saying, Iran, if you do this, we're coming for you. That's serious. Now we're serious. Yeah, I wish it was the president, though. Of course. Yes. You know, he he has not said anything about Iran. Yeah, he hasn't said anything. I think he's mentioned, you know, Iran four times in the last three months, um, e even in passing. I, I don't know why we continue to try to appease uh, Iran. It makes no sense to me. Reentry into the Iran nuclear deal makes no sense to me. Mm. I don't like saying, hey, 
what if Trump were president? Would this be happening like this? But do you think that that Trump, if he were still in office, would use maybe a little bit stronger language to condemn Iran? The Wall Street Journal, the attack happened Saturday, 10-7 on Monday. The Wall Street Journal basically had a report concluding that Iran had a hand in the planning and approval of this this terrorist attack. You're right. 10-7 is Israel's 9-11. And just like we've got Holocaust deniers now, I mean, there's a movie I saw not long ago. It's called Denial. It came out in like 2016, Rachel Weiss, um, And it's based on a true story of, of a group of Holocaust deniers. It's, it's an excellent movie, but there are already, again, less than three weeks removed from this tragic, terrible terrorist attack in Israel. There are already 10-7 deniers out there. And a lot of them are social media influencers and these idiots that people listen to, and then they propagate whatever whatever they're hearing from people who have no idea what they're talking about. And Tudor, I'm not a military expert in, in, in any way, shape or form, but I, I like to think I'm somebody that's fairly read in. And, and to think that this is anything outside of what America experienced on 9-11 is, is it's shameful if you, if you think anything outside of that. Well, I know you're held to a higher standard. I mean, you're out there. You're not trying to get clicks. You want to get people information. There is a different goal with people in the position of being a journalist, someone who's delivering information. It has to be accurate. This idea that you have so many. It's funny because I think a lot of times before this happened, many of us have kind of thought back to some of these other wars in the past, Vietnam and World War II, certainly. What would it have been like had social media been around? I mean, Vietnam would have been a nightmare for all those guys. It was already a nightmare when they came back and people were denying that they should have gone and treating them horribly. But then you think about World War II. And honestly, I always thought if the pictures were coming out, if people could have seen the concentration camps, everybody would have been outraged. It would have ended faster. And now I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I also, this is, probably just I think this probably happens every generation. So pre you know 9/11 we didn't have social media, right? So so the towers go down, 9/11 happens and and there are people like Pat Tillman who who immediately go and enlist. But but outside of of people like that, it, mm. it wasn't like, you know, the the biggest sports stars in the country were were going to fight, you know, for America after that and people in Hollywood. World War II and I just think again my grandparents both fought in the Second World War, uh, both my grandfathers. And I, my grandfather, I'm from Boston, and he was like, yeah, it was amazing. He's like, Pearl Harbor happens, and Ted Williams, the best baseball player at the time, enlists a couple days after Pearl Harbor. So does Joe DiMaggio. So does Joe's brother, Dom. And then Bob Feller, this pitcher, I think for the Indians, um, he had this great quote. He was like, you know, they were like, why'd you, you know, you gave up this lucrative pitching career. You were the, you know, the best pitcher in baseball. And his quote was, I thought it was time to get busy fighting. And, and they all made it back. But it, it gives me chills because mm, I just think too. I feel like I feel like it's changed. Th those are that was an error. The greatest generation of American heroes. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot. 
The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, I see these Harvard kids, and I I talked about this last week, the Harvard kids. I don't feel bad for those Harvard kids that signed this because they did everything they could to get into Harvard. They were really careful to get into Harvard, and they knew. They knew what this message is. This is going to be, like I said, as we go, I want to switch gears a little bit to the presidential election, because I do think that this is going to play into that. And I do think that people are going to be watching Trump carefully, because I think you're right. He would have been tougher. But I think that the Donald Trump who was elected in 2016, had he had he been in office for eight years, he would have continued to be that guy. And he's changed a little bit. And I wonder how this version of Donald Trump will handle this out in on the world stage with all of the noise behind him. We're seeing these legal cases in Georgia. We've just got Jenna Ellis now. She pleads guilty. You've got uh, mm. Sidney Powell pleading guilty. All of these people pleading guilty. What does that look like for Trump on the campaign trail? Part of the reason that Trump was so successful, at least when it comes to foreign policy, when he was in office uh, is because, and we've all heard this, people like Xi Jinping, Vladimir Putin, um, the Shah in Iran, there wasn't a a dossier on Donald Trump. He was an unknown quantity because he'd never, sir, he'd never held elected office. He'd never even been dog catcher. I mean, he he was he was unknown outside of, you know, writing books and being a, a celebrity. So that variable, I think, made a lot of our adversaries uncomfortable, whereas Joe Biden, the guy was in the Senate for 35 plus years. He was vice president for eight years. Everyone knows Joe Biden's tendencies, his peccadilloes, and, and, and what he's likely to do in a given situation. And that has not served us well. I'm not convinced that, let's say Trump does get reelected, I'm not convinced that everything is just, well, this didn't happen when he was in office four years ago. It's not going to happen now. I think that our adversaries know a lot more about Donald Trump. Mm. Um, and I'm not sure, and no one talks about this, but I'm not certain that serves Donald Trump well if he actually does get elected again. Um, back to your question about everything happening legally. Um, we have 
attorneys and, and some very, very bright people on every week. Alan Dershowitz, Jordan Seculo, um, Andrew Napolitano uh, comes on all the time just to sort of fill in the blanks with what's going on in each one of these cases. And it's really tough for people to follow the bouncing ball. This is not good for Donald Trump. I think what happened in Israel, Tudor, has taken him out of the... He hasn't won a news cycle, by my count, in more than three weeks. Normally, mm. Trump is the news cycle. He hasn't right. won a news cycle in more than three weeks. And that opens the door, not a lot, but ever so slightly, to people like Nikki Haley and even Ron DeSantis, whose, whose campaign is, has been an abject disaster. Um, I think he will learn from it and run again down the road. We can talk about that in 2028, 2032, whenever. Um, but the door is open for people like Nikki Haley right now. I agree. Right now, I think that I mean, I thought I think what you said there was really interesting. I just want to backtrack a little bit to people knowing who Donald Trump is now, because I think that you make a really interesting point that I haven't heard anybody talk about. And that is, you're right. No one knew him. But now they know what buttons to push. And mm -hmm. he does have buttons to push. And we can see when people on nationally are pushing his buttons now and he's getting frustrated. And and I think that some of that also goes to the fact that I mean, he's been doing this a long time. He's been attacked for a long time. He's under a lot of pressure. And he, I know everybody says, oh, there's he doesn't crack that he doesn't pressure doesn't bother him at a certain point. It has to get to you. And that I think you're right. That is the lane for a Nikki Haley to come in, especially at a time like this, because not only is she someone who's saying, hey, I want to make sure our border is secure because we don't know who's coming across the border and we don't we should not accept the amount of deaths that we have from fentanyl every year. I think that's been unique for her. I think everybody has been kind of railing on the border, but she's come at it from a perspective of we're losing more people than we lose in a war. And that's yeah. a big deal. And instead of just closing the border, we need to stop China from making fentanyl. That has played well with people. I think she also has that in with women that we haven't had in a very long time in the Republican Party. Yeah, yeah. There, I, I honestly think that Trump's not going to debate uh, in early November. That'll be the third debate in Miami, Florida. Uh, it's on NBC, I believe. Uh, that's smart for Donald Trump because he is unlike any nomination process we've seen, maybe going back to the to the 60s, um, he can run out the clock. We're going to be voting in Iowa in less than three months, January 15th. A couple of weeks after that, it's New Hampshire. And then they just they go like dominoes. It's South Carolina. And then early March is Super Tuesday. If Trump wins in New Hampshire and Iowa, forget it. That's that's the ball game. And if he doesn't go on the debate stage, people like Chris Christie who's not very popular, certainly with the, the MAGA crowd, uh, they, don't, they don't stand a chance and it'll be over before spring. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, there were a lot of people saying yesterday that he didn't have a big enough crowd in New Hampshire, that New Hampshire is iffy. I don't know. I mean, he seems to consistently bring in the big numbers, but I also think you never know with these polls these days. You right. never know. We could go into these primaries and we could be completely shocked. I think it'll be interesting. I'd love to have you back when it happens. Then we can chat about that. But yes, I am so absolutely. grateful you came on today. Thank you, Rob. Tudor, so good being with you. Thanks for having me. It's always fun. Rob Finnerty, make sure you're always checking him out in the morning on Newsmax. And thank you so much for joining us on the Tudor Dixon podcast for this episode and others. Go to TudorDixonPodcast.com. You can subscribe right there or head over to the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and join us the next time on the Tudor Dixon podcast. Have a blessed day. 
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279. Or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.